So a big thank you to everybody out there that listens to us here in the fast lane and those around our community as we get you set for Thanksgiving weekend here in the fast lane and on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. So a thank you to everyone. Uh, if you're running the drumstick dash, there's still spots open for that race in the Roanoke area. Uh, but there are no spots available to run the Lynchburg Turkey Trot for Humankind. However, both events would love for you to volunteer so you can log online and check out both of those, including in Lynchburg at humankind.org. They will help you get set up wherever they need help for that particular event as well with the drumstick dash over in the Star City. So just a little plug to start things off today here in the fast lane. Uh, we will get to picks on the weekend games momentarily because Trey and I need to lead off with our egotistical insight for what that's worth. But there are other developments that relate to the world of college football that we get to right now in the Fast Five at Five-ish. It's time for the Fast Five at Five-ish Five fast-paced, quick-witted things you need to know right now. Number five. NBC Sports re-signing with Notre Dame football through the 2029 season. Peacock is televising the entire home hockey schedule. That's obviously the most important part of this. No, all seriousness. Um, published reports indicate that this will net Notre Dame around $60 million per year, which is not quite the amount of in the immortal words of our guy Kenny Powers, dollar dollar bills, y'all. That will be going to SEC and Big Ten schools, but it's more than Big Twelve and more than ACC schools, and it speaks to the fact that Notre Dame is more than a strong enough brand. But here's the other part to this as well: 2029 for them, 2030, 2031. That time frame for Notre Dame, for the SEC, for the Big Ten, and the reports that have now come out about how in college sports, a lot of conference commissioners are indicating that they expect these athletes at different schools to be paid as employees within the next handful of years. You're starting to see the groundwork put down for a split away. And when you add into that, the reality that a lot of these TV contracts all come up at the same time, we're starting to get a general time frame for when the landscape of college sports, college sports might make its next largest shift. Speaking of dollar, dollar bills, y'all and television sets, Number four. According to Sports Business Journal, NASCAR shopping the 10 race mid season package during that June July time frame. Two different media rights providers that would start in the 2025 season. It's been shopped for the better part of a year, but sources have now come out to Sports Business Journal and indicating that Amazon and Turner are the front runners to pick up the mid season package. If NASCAR had their druthers, given the fans base in that sport skews older, I think they would give the tie to Turner because you could include it on Max, which is part of the Turner property of networks, uh, from a streaming angle, but you could also stay on linear TV. If Amazon is serious, NASCAR would probably want a little bit more dollar, dollar bills, y'all. to come from them in that particular landscape, but just a story worth monitoring. Number three. We'll, of course, look at the JMU Dukes and how they bounce back from their disappointing loss that ends the chances of them, at least at the moment, of getting into a New Year's Six Bowl game a little bit later on here in the Fast Five at Five-ish or after the Fast Five at Five-ish. But according to Mitt Whitener, who is a respected sports law insider in analysis, uh, it appears that Virginia Attorney General Jason Miaris is still aiming to sue the NCAA and seek a temporary restraining order and injunction that would allow the Dukes 
to play in a bowl game this year. Uh, there are a couple of big issues. Number one, Miaris has got to show that there is enough information that it could likely succeed as a case. I'm not a legal expert. I can't pretend to provide that. And here's the other one. Is the push behind that irreparably harmed by JNU suffering their loss? And of course, irreparably harmed. JNU would have to be irreparably harmed without the temporary restraining order. Again, I don't know how to prove that. But if you look at the momentum behind something like this, it does take a hit when you suffer a loss and no longer are the undefeated team where it seems even more absurd that you might be left out of postseason play and postseason contention. Not to mention the fact there may not be enough bowl eligible teams and JMU may find their way into some bowl game without that and it would be harder to argue that they would get a better bowl game if JMU were somehow bowl eligible and also able to compete for a Sunbelt Conference Championship. Number two. Two nuggets on the Liberty Flames. One, they are now in that college football playoff. They came in at number 25 in the latest college football playoff rankings. Two spots behind the Tulane Green Wave, who were the highest ranked group of five team. There's a debate whether or not Tulane is gearing up for UTSA this weekend or whether UTSA or Tulane, for that matter, might have coaches with one foot out the door at this time of year, making that a challenging game to project, to say the least. But... From Liberty's standpoint, you'd love for both teams to be disengaged and maybe the underdog UTSA can make a push to knock off Tulane and solidify Liberty's potential to move up the rankings even further, which leads us into the other topic. And number one on the Fast Five at Five-ish. This according to Brandon Marcello of 247 Sports, but Jamie Chabal has been ruled out at Mississippi State. Sources tell him and a couple of other reporters at 247 Sports as a potential candidate. Notice how that was rule worded though. Jamie Chabwell has been ruled out at Mississippi State. That doesn't mean Jamie Chabwell was actively pursuing this job. That means in their initial vetting process of candidates, Mississippi State gets to save face and say, hey, maybe we didn't want Jamie Chabwell all along. Never mind that he might not have actually been interested in Mississippi State. And again, I don't pretend to believe that he'll be at Liberty forever. I think there are jobs that could open up and Mississippi State will have a lot of no, not Kenny Powers sound bites. Not that one, but instead this one. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. To throw at a guy like Jamie Chadwell. But the pressure is higher. The chance for an upside to win is greater. And there may be places where you can get your feet wet in the Power 5, soon to be Power 4, without that level of pressure. That's why this news does not shock me. And there is your Fast 5 at 5 -ish. So we pivot away from that to the Liberty Flames as we look ahead to our votes of confidence after we keep receipts. It's time to keep receipts. We told you we coming. We told you we coming. You thought we was joking. And guess what? We keep receipts. God bless you, America. To see how right or how wrong Ed and Trey are with their picks. Do you believe in that? Huh? Oh, no, no, no. All right, Trey. How did we do last week? I did great. 13 and 13. State 500. 123, 115, and 5. Um, Ed, 9 and 17. You're now 119, 119, and 5. I take the lead. My best, uh, Washington, App State, Florida, and the Birds. Uh, worst, uh, Liberty, that backdoor uh, hurt me. Tech and UVA both hurt me. For you, UVA, good. Uh, uh, I will give the uh, bad beat of UMass. Shout out to Scott Van Pelt. Uh, Florida, uh, we both picked to cover against Missouri, and uh, you picked Maryland actually to cover against uh, Michigan, Michigan at your worst. Oregon State, Kansas City, North Carolina, and uh, left hand up. 
Yeah. Which it, I told you the Giants were going to at least be competitive. They won the game. Yeah, that was probably the least uh, compelling one, and it certainly puts uh, head coach Ron Rivera on the hot seat. By the way, if you're looking in faraway places, uh, not available in Virginia because we're sticks in the mud on this type of thing, but you can bet on the next coach to be fired in the NFL. It is worth considering for Ron Rivera, especially if you think they get blown out in game two of our NFL sort of triple header tomorrow on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. Uh, but the... If the Commanders lose tomorrow, there's a, a longer runway to get rid of Ron Rivera, especially Friday or Saturday, as you head into the next week. So if you're thinking of the next coach fired, uh, looking at the coaches tomorrow, it's doubtful. Green Bay, Detroit certainly won't. Dallas is not with Mike McCarthy, and then certainly San Fran and Seattle are not getting rid of theirs. But Washington could. Just something to keep in mind, which is a convenient way, of course, Trey, for us to look at the games that will take place tomorrow, starting with the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions, a 12 noon airtime on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. Seven and a half is the number, 47 and a half the point total. Green Bay, the underdog at Detroit. Um. Oh, you didn't even play the, the bike. Oh, yes. I you... guess I might as well do the Votes of Confidence intro. Nothing provides the intended inspiration quite like a vote of confidence. The confidence I think that the team has. You know, winning makes you feel good and makes you confident. Now, here's our votes of confidence inspiring you with the certainty you're seeking. All right, Trey, what I meant to say before <laughs> or after playing the sound bite, not before, Green Bay, they're a seven and a half point underdog at Detroit, over under a 47 and a half for a game you can hear on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. Because uh, of the hook, I'm taking the Packers. Under 47 and a half. I am exactly with you on that, Trey. If it was seven, I'd take Detroit because the book is basically telling you, is this going to be a 27 to 20 game for Detroit? If it is, it goes under the 47 and a half, barely, and the Lions barely fail to cover I honestly would be way. shocked if the Packers win this game. Um, I wouldn't be shocked at that. Especially I wouldn't be shocked coming off of the Bears probably should have beat them last week. Well, that and, of course, uh, you know, Detroit has not always fared that well at home on Thanksgiving. Meanwhile, the Washington Commanders there at the Dallas Cowboys, game two of our NFL slate tomorrow. Cowboys, that line has been steamed up to a 12.5 point favored over under a 48.5. Trey? Uh, over, I feel most confident in. I think uh, Dallas's offense is being is playing well. Uh, I'm actually taking the Commanders to cover here because one, the back door of Sam Howell just slinging the pill, or, or again, because of the history here, of one franchise that I still don't trust, despite the fact they've been beat up on bad, beating up on bad teams the last couple of weeks, I would not be shocked if the Commanders win this game. See, Washington's not a good. team, I don't though. think they will. They're they weren't a good team last year, and they beat them in a must-win game for Dallas if they had a shot at the division. And Sam Howell beat them in their one start. Trey, I'm right with you though on the over 48 and a half, and on the Commanders covering at 12 and a half. I, I, the back door just seems like it's wide open in this spot where Dallas is more than in the lead and in control, and all of a sudden you get a 20 point game, a late touchdown for the Commanders, and whoops, there they are covering at 12 and a half. San Francisco, seven and a half point favorite at Seattle, 43 and a half the point total. Uh, I'm taking Seattle in the under. Uh, same kind of logic with the Packers uh, Lions game. I'm going the under as well, but I like San Francisco. I think they're really rounding into form. On to Friday in the National Football League. That game, though, after our college football game Friday, which starts at 1130 a.m., TCU getting 10 at Oklahoma, 63 and a half is the point. Uh, give me TCU in the over. I think TCU will be able to run the ball effectively. I think they'll keep it close, and I'll go over 63 and a half. I'll go with Oklahoma, and I'm going with the over on that one as well. Our quirky Friday slate of games, second game. Dolphins, nine and a half point favorite at the Jets, 40 and a half. 
Give me the Dolphins, but give me the under 40 and a half. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, I don't really trust whatever the Jets are trying to do on offense at quarterback. Trey, now we get the fun of splitting things off and looking at the other slate of games this coming weekend. So we will start in college football on Saturday, which features game one of our slate of games Saturday, 1130 airtime. Ohio State, a three-point underdog at Michigan, 46 and a half. Give me Michigan and give me the over 46 and a half. I'm going Michigan, but I'm going under. Uh, the over has been profitable recently, but I don't see the quarterbacks on either roster to make a difference in that one. Virginia Tech, three-point favorite at UVA, 42 and a half the total in that one. Yeah, uh, uh, over 42 and a half um, and give me the Hokies. I like the over as well. I think the number doesn't include the fact that these teams really are not great on defense. It's more lower scoring games when they've played better defenses. Uh, you know, I'm with you on Virginia Tech. Virginia, prove it to me. You can win a game like this since it's only happened once in the last, like, 22 years. Shifting away from this trade to other games taking place this coming Saturday in college football. Liberty, 16.5-point favorite at UTEP, 56.5. I said earlier this year UTEP was better than Sam Houston State. I think I've been proven right on that because uh, they beat Sam Houston State. Uh, but give me UTEP and give me the over 56.5. I think Liberty wins, but uh, I'm just I'm too mad about the back door last week, so UTEP covers. I'm going with Liberty in this one. I think they're business-like on the road, and therefore it goes under. Liberty will rely on the ground game. Is another emotional letdown in store for the JMU Dukes. They are at Coastal Carolina, 50.5 in a game where you ask, which team would Liberty fans rather see lose because I don't think they want either to win? I think Coastal wants it more just to prove that they are the Sun Belt, what, East champs? Because I think if they win this game, they win the Sun Belt East. Uh, so I think they're going to want it more. Uh, so I'm taking Coastal, and I'll take the under 50 and a half. Uh, I don't know if they win, but at least they'll keep it within one score. I do as well, and you just wonder where JMU is after the emotional letdown of last week at game day at home against Appalachian State. Meanwhile, Trey... To the NFL slate on Sunday, game one of our schedule, 12.30 airtime. Pittsburgh, a one-and-a-half-point favorite at the Bengals. Over-under of 35-and-a-half, Trey. You know what I'd rather do. I'd rather take the Steelers on the money line and go under, but instead I'll take the Steelers to cover and go under and roll the dice. Final score, 10-3, or 10-7 Steelers, so uh, Steelers in the under. Game two, Philadelphia at home against Buffalo, three-and-a-half and, and over-under of 48. I think Philadelphia actually can exploit the Bills' defense and their weaknesses. Uh, give me Philadelphia and the over 48.5. Uh, I feel more confident in Philadelphia winning next week against San Francisco than I do this one. But you have to look at these games individually, and I, I just think... I think Philadelphia in the Kelly Greens at home. I'm not I'm not betting against that. I am the opposite of you. I like uh, Philadelphia to win this one more than next week against San Francisco. So I've got Philadelphia at three and a half. You can find three out there. I would definitely take that instead of three and a half. And I like the over 48 and a half. Philly's defense, I still have questions about. Kansas City dropped a lot of passes. If Buffalo can solve that, they can get points. But I don't like where that defense is right now. Meanwhile, wrapping up our Sunday slate, Trey, the Ravens a three and a half point favorite at the LA Chargers, 48 and a half. Uh, yeah, give me the better coach, give me the better team, give me the better defense, give me the best team in the AFC, Baltimore. I don't. I, I could see this be a blowout and an over 48 and a half. I'm going under, primetime unders. I think you can get a little value it's on like Baltimore for that. It's like 21 and twos, 22 and seven at this point. It's actually insane. Yes, it is. Baltimore, three and a half. I'm with you, though, on why the Ravens are that much better than the LA Chargers. We're much better when we get insight. From guests like Mike Barber of Richmond.com, so he will share it next. And then former Virginia Tech defensive coordinator Bud Foster here in the Fast Lane.